On the program this morning, we are looking at tightening belts in view of the current global financial crisis. Our guest is the president of the Patriotic Front, Mr. Michael Sata. It's a pleasure to have you on today's uh, Let the People Talk. Thank you. And uh, it's a long time since we met. We have never met since uh, a disputed elections. Yes, sir. We are still very intact. And uh, I'm glad to be here to share with Zambians mm -hmm. how we should govern ourselves. It's a pleasure to have you. As we have indicated, we haven't uh, had you for a long time. I think the last time uh, you were our host, you were our guest here when we hosted you, was uh, during the election time, just before the elections. Uh, talking about those elections, uh, the Patriotic Front, you have settled down. One could say maybe you were visibly bruised, bruised during the elections. Now, Mr. Maduma. Thank you very much to Radio Phoenix. The problem we have in Zambia is everything is our business but our own business. In Zambia, you cannot compare Zambia to America, Britain, or Europe, and few other countries where they respect the vote. When people start respecting the vote, you don't find so many mistakes because they are scared when the election comes we will be kicked out of government. Can you imagine in 1964 or 63 this country was ruled by Europeans. This country was ruled by Europeans. And Europeans had the cry of the majority. They called an election. The Europeans lost. In 1991, Kenneth Kaunda was untouchable. He was undisputed leader in Zambia because he was one party state. Because he respected the will of the people. He respected the will of the people. If Kaunda was as fraudulent as the current system, he would still be here. He's still very strong. And the people surrounding him, very few people have died. A number of them are still here. The Rupia Bandas, the William Bandas. But he is a gentleman, he's honest. He trusted the voice of the people, as they say in Latin, Fox Day, Fox Populi, or Fox Populi, Fox Day. The voice of the people is the voice of God. From 1991, when Chilwa took over, fraud entered the people. So they don't care what they do, because they know the people will not chase them. The people will not protest. How did this door of fraud open? Because I remember at that time you were part and parcel of the system because uh, there was this public outcry for change. Uh, I remember you being a prominent unit person, but when the wind of change came, you were on the other side. So 1991, you were a prominent MMD personality. Now we are talking of this fraud. How did it end? Yes. I am a very honest person. The late President Levi Manawasa tried, but there was nowhere nearer he could bring me nearer to fraud, theft, corruption, or anything. All the time he was throwing me in prison. He was throwing me in prison because of political differences. And uh, 
I'm very grateful to Mr. Chiluva because in every ministry where he put me, they have combed. They won't find anything, not even a needle missing through fraudulent by the minister. In 1991, when we won the election from Kenneth Kaunda, we embarked on change. We found that Kaunda had nationalized the mines. The nationalization upset a number of investors, especially the mining companies, the owners. But the nationalization which Kaunda did, the reason was to bring African advancement. And this African advancement, when it nationalized, we achieved, was achieved a great deal. Because today we have mine engineers, today we have people who are running the mines, and people can run the mines. Now, when Frederick Chilwa came to say he's going to privatize, we did not pay much attention. Because when Kaunda nationalized, he paid, he paid the value of each and every asset which was nationalized. He did not just grab them. Anything which was which he said we are taking over, he was talking of 51%. He paid the full, the full value. Andrew Sadani is still alive. Andrew Kashita is still alive. He was, there was no fraud in there. He paid the value of the assets which the government was taking over. Now, when we came to privatization, I was not, unfortunately, fortunately, I was not involved. The but you held the power. No, I was. No, no, no. I was in government. Yes. The people who were involved in privatization was Frederick Chiruba himself, B.Y. Mwila, and few other people. Some of them are dead. Some of them are still alive. And had we paid the same attention which Kaunda paid when he was nationalizing during privatization, we would have not lost as much as we have done now. It, it saddens me when I find people like Kalibo Mlenga, who is the managing director or chairman of Spirio Meeting, talking about Mr. Sata is going to nationalize. I don't believe in nationalization. If he's MMD, let him remain MMD. But don't associate me with nationalization. That's not part of my Sata. You see, when Kaunda was nationalizing, he paid the value of Rwansha. He paid the value of Nchanga. He paid the value of Rokana. He paid the value of Buanamkubwa and all other things which came under ZCCM. Now, when we came to privatize, there was so much selfishness. There was so much greed. There was so much corruption. I give you an example. Haka in the Hitchlema was the person national privatizing uh, Intercontinental Hotel Livingston for us. Today is the chairman of the thing which he privatized. How come? And where was government? I'm saying the government nominated Haka in the Hitchlema. And there were no. no. When he went there, first of all, compare the two things. We paid the full value for Intercontinental Hotel when we are nationalizing it. When Haka in the Hitchlema went to privatize, did the government get the full value 
of Intercontinental Hotel. And there was no because way he could the have not could had have, uh, no. uh, kept it in check. No, what I'm because saying. it was the overall seer but to see that this program succeeded. Well, let me put this way: uh. when you're talking of government, government is a very large engine. Mm. In that government, there is small spokes in that government. There was a ministry responsible. Frederick Chuba bypassed Zambia Privatization Agency. We created an agency in Parliament which was supposed to be responsible for privatization. Frederick Chuba bypassed it. He picked here. Today, if you go to Livingstone, which used to be Mosotunya, which is a local name, it's no longer it's no longer Mosotunya. What they call it, Livingstone Sun. People come here they don't pay anything they pay in south africa they pay in britain come and enjoy themselves and one of a leading politician is the chairman a leading politician in of our time is the chairman of an organization which does not bring any money in zambia when you say we have had we have recorded one million tourists now out of one million tourists you haven't even recorded one million in ways when you came to mines, I give you Luansha. We gave these things and give away because corruption was in front. First of all, Ramcos came. When Ramcos came, Ramcos went because there were certain conditions which some ministers or one minister did not fulfill. Ramcos decided to pull out. JW came. JW sold with the copper which they inherited and he left. And if you look at KCM, you look everybody, the only person now, the only mine where we have hope is Mopani or Mufurida, which is run by First Quantum and Equinox. Because they are very solid. They don't believe in corruption. They, they, they will remain, unfortunately, they will reduce the labor force tremendously. Now, the point is, when I'm talking about this, the point which we are supposed to discuss is when we were privatizing, we are not giving everything away. All we are saying is government was divorcing itself from running business. Government was supposed to remain to make an enabling environment laws so that business can, can thrive and government survive on, the, on taxes. But because of corruption, the Bank of Zambia, the Minister of Mines, the Minister of Commerce cannot tell you how much copper we have produced. Cannot tell you how much money we have earned, whether the price of copper was high or low. Because they rely on information given to them by those mining industries whom we gave our mining companies on a silver plate. Because if you take South Africa, one tin of Fanta, if you want to export a tin of Fanta from South Africa, it will not leave South African soil to go anywhere, including Namibia or Botswana or Swaziland, without evidence that that tin has been paid for and the money is in the Reserve Bank of South Africa. But here, the Chinese don't even refine copper here. They take the whole soil, they containerize the soil, send it to, to China, 
they go and refine there. What comes out of there? Only the Chinese know. All these other copper mining companies, they refine their copper. And when they refine their copper, they send it away. We don't know the amount of copper they send away. We don't know how much money they make because the money doesn't come back to Zambia. Now, as the money comes back to Zambia, you are in a very awkward position to bail out weaker mines. You are in a very awkward position to bail out any industry. If you take the American Congress, because everything which is exported from America, services, goods, or otherwise, the money goes back to America. That's why the American Congress had decided to bail out three motor, three motor com manufacturing companies in Detroit, that is Ford, General Motors, and Chrysler, for more than six, for more than six billion dollars. Because the Reserve Bank of America has surplus funds. Our bank of Mr. Karibo Fundang has no surplus funds. So whom can they bail out? There is no surplus funds. The reason why there is no surplus fund, that was the corruption of 1991, which has continuously following. And you see, you can't blame the Bank of Zambia. The Bank of Zambia is an agency for the central government. The central government must make a law if they make a law, because I don't see why, I don't see why, we were so scared that if we say what is, exp what is exported from Zambia, money must come back to Zambia, investors will run away. But even if they have been taking the money, and they have continued running away. Rwanda, how many times? The three investors have run away. Buanam Kuba, they have run away. They didn't even fly, they just walked across Congo. And we are losing lots of these so-called investors going to Congo. Because we are not serious. But you have talked about this fraud, uh, Mr. Sata, that uh, reared its ugly head in 1991 when uh, privatization came on the scene. Since then, I mean, uh, things have happened. One would have thought by now we've uh, recognized these shortcomings, we've recognized there was fraud here, and uh, maybe measures have been uh, taken uh, to put things in the correct, uh, in the correct manner. You mean all this time nothing has been corrected? Look. And especially you, the opposition, definitely you have, uh, I mean, you are a Zambian, you have uh, the interests of Zambia at heart. You haven't brought this to the attention, especially that uh, you saw it from the beginning. Fraud had set in, and we were losing a lot of our resources. There, there was no way, especially when you, you, you were in government, that uh, we have made a mistake. Fraud is the order of the day. Can we nip it in the bud? Well, the point is, one of the reasons, mm. one of the reasons, why Frederick Chiba brought Levi Manawasa, because he thought Frederick Manawasa was very soft on corruption. He thought, little did he know, that he, he was going to be completely different. And that's why Frederick Chiba did not want me to get near up to power because there are things which I said when I was in government and uh, I was called conservative things which are now haunting us let's go back you opened this by saying international crisis or what a global crisis first of all Zambia if we are prudent I don't see 
why the global crisis should affect us. One, we are a very small economy. We have a very small population. We have vast wealth in our country. Vast wealth in terms of human beings, in terms of minerals, in terms of everything. And all we need is prudent administration. But when you have ignorant and dull ministers, like this deputy minister, who is in the post today, giving operators three days to reduce fares, because he just wakes up in the morning, Mubika, Mubika, and some giving them three days. If they, if they don't obey him, what law has he got? What sanctions is he going to apply? Is it not in order that uh, considering the fuel prices have gone, uh, have gone down, so the commuter has also to benefit yes, by I totally paying less fares I have been talking about that, if you remember, the biggest problem we have, we forget very easily. You remember early this year, I protested against the, uh, the fees which the Rasta brought against motor vehicles including private motor vehicles, uh, 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 PSV motor vehicles. And everybody, they kept quiet. They didn't do anything. Now, if Mubika Mubika, he was, in, he was MP this year before Manawasa died, when I was complaining about those abnormal criminal fees, had Mubika Mubika reacted there and then and brought in fees which were acceptable, which were not noticeable, Today, I was going to be the first person to support him, to say, can you motor, motorists bring, bring down your... The fares. The fares. But, the at, the fares. but uh, at the moment, at the moment, comrade, driving test, 300,000. And where do you find an agency running a government department? Rasta is an agency. You have road traffic, you have Minister of Transport, you have Minister of Home Affairs. Why use an agency? And those agencies, they keep on exploiting us. They keep on exploiting us because they want to have more money. So you find that this is the thing when you try and abdicate responsibility. When the government abdicates responsibility. For example, today, my, the Chairman of Youth, Honorable Mumbipiri, wanted to take a petition to the Honorable Vice President for withdrawing all Africa games in 2011. And ignorantly, this Mr. Nguni, Divisional Commander of Police, says we have denied you a permit. Little does Mr. Nguni, I don't know, Mr. Nguni is a very professional policeman who should be told. And even Kalombo Mwansa is a lawyer. And I want to warn these people. That's why when I told them to say, when I want a demonstration, I don't need to get permission. Because we have a here. This is a judgment. This is a judgment in the High Court of Zambia at the principal registry, holding at Lusaka, in the matter of a decision by the commanding officer for Lusaka Urban, and in the matter of the Public Order Act, Chapter 113 of the Laws of Zambia between Michael Chilufia Sata suing in his capacity as President of Patriotic Front, first applicant. Dr. Guy Scott suing in his capacity as Secretary General of Patriotic Front. Two, Commanding Officer Lusaka Urban, first respondent, 
Attorney General, second respondent, by consent of the parties in, it is hereby ordered as follows, that leave to apply for judicial review be and is hereby granted, that the decision by the first respondent, who is the commanding officer, this uh, first uh, respondent, to refuse to allow the applicants to convene public rallies in Lusaka on 25th and 26th November 2006 and 4th and 5th December 2006 be and is hereby quashed on the ground that it is ultra virus or contrary to section 5.4 of the Public Order Act. I don't need to get a permit and this was amplified by a letter written by the Solicitor General refusal by Zambia police to authorize patriotic front rallies in Lusaka. I acknowledge receipt of your 27th November 2006 letter and enclosed documents on the application for judicial review. Kindly note that no prior legal advice was sought from the Attorney General's chambers before the decision to deny the holding of rallies was made and made in error. There is therefore no need to litigate and increase costs at the taxpayer. At, at the expense of the taxpayers. So now, yes, and I, you have read that. Now, now talking about these demonstrations, uh, Mr. Sata, uh, you have talked about uh, the intentions by the Patriotic Front to hold demonstrations on Zambia pulling out of the 10th or Africa Games. Uh, you were also intending to demonstrate on uh, millimeter oh, yeah. price. What, what impact do, do do these, for instance, on millimeter prices no, when no. you demonstrate? Does yeah. that? Uh, have now, an impact on bringing down yes. the price of millimeter. Now, let me put it this way. Yeah. Demonstrations have brought governments down. In Thailand, you saw it recently. When people are going to demonstrate, if Michael Sata speaks, they say it's just a loud mouth. Now, when you go with more than one person protesting against something, because you, Kenneth Maduma, where you are, you are surrounded by people who do not have three meals a day. You are surrounded by people exploiting you because every time they either come and squat at your place so that you can give them food. And where you have a government, number one function of a government is to make sure that its people eat, its people have medicine, its people have schools, its people have schools. Now, Zimbabwe has been going under sanctions for nine years. The milk we are drinking today is from Zimbabwe. And some of the fuel we have here, that smell, you can smell the fuel, is from Zimbabwe. Can this country survive two hours of sanctions like Zimbabwe has done? Can this country survive? Because the reason people in Zimbabwe, you have leadership who care about their people. Here, we have leadership who care about their pockets. Let me give you a simple example. <coughs> Today, <coughs> today, in uh, in Lusaka, the minister or vice president was even boasting. We have spent forty nine billion on the NECC. Forty nine billion. Now that forty nine billion, what have they done? Reading William Mungomba's report, reading William Mungomba's Constitutional Review Commission. They are paying Chifumo Banner 25 million kwacha a month for reading Willa Mungomba's report. They are paying for Sina Sinyangwe 18 million kwacha a month. 
and they are paying a person who is supposed to represent workers. This hikaumba, hikaumba. 18 million. When a security guard in Zambia is getting 150,000 kwache a month. Now, 150,000 kwache a month. And Samumila, Samumila, Mr. Peter Cotton, removes 2,000 kwacha from 60,000. Removes 2,000 kwacha from 60,000. That's not a reduction because a security guard gets 150,000 and that company collects 3.5 million per security guard from those houses where the, that man guards. Now, if somebody gets 150,000, when he removes 58,000 to buy a bag of mirror, he remains with how many? 92,000. 92,000. 92, Chaco, 8 million. He remains with, with 12,000. 8,000, the benefit of 12,000. What, what can you buy in 12,000? This is what our government is not seeing. First of all, what's so urgent about NCC? Because if we are going to spend 400 billion, if you suspend it until the global crisis is over, then come back to it because that thing is a luxury. The NCC is a luxury. If people are talking of global crisis, let us remove excess fat and one of the excess fat is that NCC because the 50 billion we have spent we are going to avert there are floods in the country we are going to subsidize the food we are going to subsidize fuel further because somebody this Mubika Mubika this Mubika Mubika and this guy Michael Kaingu former tourist minister was a tourist attraction himself when you see some two months ago, crude oil was $150. Crude oil, crude oil now is $47. If it is $47, that's more than two-thirds. And how does somebody say we have reduced the price when we are still paying more than five? Because <coughs> diesel, we are supposed to be paying 3200 kwacha. Petrol, we are supposed to be paying 3900 how do they say there are sanctions in Zimbabwe? Fuel is cheaper. They say there are sanctions in Zimbabwe. They say people are suffering in Zimbabwe. But fuel in Zimbabwe is cheaper than Zambia. Fuel in Malawi, who has no refinery, is cheaper than Zambia. Now, what type of government are we? When I call them dull, they say we are not dull. Is that being sensible? And Comrade Shikapwasha, is contradicting himself. He wants a dialogue. Then today he says he's not going to accept what we advise him. What's the dialogue for? Yes, I mean, he has rightly said he cannot accept everything. No, but... But you say, but the whole talking point, about this dialogue... Now, what is he going to accept? Is, what is he going to accept? Because he's not going to accept everything we say, what will I accept? And that's why... It's we, not a question of give and take? No, but what we have told them it's not a question of demand. Because maybe from your standpoint of view, Mr. Sata, you want to impose to them. And definitely they have the right to say, I mean to see, to say we can take this, but this one definitely, it is not practical. Is it not normal? No, it's not. Can I ask you a simple question? Mm -hmm. I want to ask a very simple question, Mr. Kenneth Madum. You are educated and brought up in this country and you are in the farming area. What improvement will two ministers do in the Ministry of Agriculture? 
to our agriculture or to you who is a farmer are they not just going to be stepping on each other's toe two ministers in one ministry one medical doctor and one mr bradford machila how are they going to function because you're going to have two permanent secretaries and somebody was saying yes mr shikapwasha don't expel these people forgive or not reconcile with them mm -hmm. first of all they don't understand the meaning of reconciling they do not understand reconcile when you are reconciling you don't reconcile with an indisciplined person these people they defied the people they defied the church they defied reasonableness because of money for example episcopal conference which is the catholic church Faustina is a, has got a very high ranking in the Catholic Church. Then you have Christian Council of Zambia. Sampa Bread was once Secretary General, you remember. Evangelical Fellowship. This young man, Ernest Mwansa, is a, is a giant in that uh, Evangelical Fellowship. Then you have NGOCC, these remaining other women. Then you have Women for Change and PF. Now, if all those days, it's not they did not refuse to go to NCC. What they said was, or what we said, the current structure of NCC will not produce any tangible results. And each one of us wrote individually. We wrote individually to President Levy Manawas, and we have copies. And one of the things which we demanded was, you can't have one person, one section of the people having it both ways. When laws go to parliament, those people, they guard their privileges jealously. Now, you go and bring them, all of them, put them in NCC. When we go to court, there is even a contempt of court if you're oversmiling in court. You bring them in NCC. Civil servants who are supposed to sit with that laws, things are done properly, you bring them in. Police, you bring them in. Soldier, bring them in. Zafu, bring them in. And Mr. Hikaumba, who is supposed to complain on behalf of the workers. Mr. Hukaumba, who is supposed to be very miserable with the losses of jobs on the cover belt. You bring him. Mr. Hikaumba has even stopped talking. He even telling me, don't go and demonstrate. Because if I demonstrate, I might disturb his 18 million kwacha a month. You put him there. Now, whatever document will come from there, when that document comes and it goes to Parliament, and that document goes back to Parliament, are you going to say that's the document will last the test of time? Because that document has already been doctored. Parliamentarians were there when they were producing it. If you want to complain to court, court was there. How are they going to interpret it? And the parliamentarians' officials are also there. So if you want to make a document, we want you people, you the stakeholders, you the farmers, you the, the media, you the people, leave the politicians out. Say what, because we the politicians have the monopoly. We have the monopoly of implementing what we are saying. We have the monopoly of making the laws. So we, we leave to you. Mungomba went around. How do you go and bring my girl from Mwense, my counselor? When Willa Mungomba was in Mwense, sitting in a chamber, Mwense Chamber Council, 
She was not there to give evidence. Today she is yawning at Murungushi. What is she going to contribute? And you see, you cannot have 600 people and pay them 50 billion for reading Mungomba's report. Mungomba's report is too complicated. Too complicated. So, if the reason why the late Levy, under the advice of George Mpombo and the Shikapwash and the Teta Mashimba, because they wanted to go there to ban me to say I'm too old to stand for the presidency for 211. But God does not like God does not like vindictive people. God does not like vindictive people. God took Levy and gave them Rupia, who is older than me. So now, what's the purpose of having that NCC? Still on, on that NCC that uh, you violently uh, opposed to. Now, definitely things are moving. Like whether. Uh, like the NCC is there or not, there's some activity. It like is meeting, what? it is sitting. No, but listen. Talks are going listen. on. And if these things are passed and the Patriotic Front hasn't uh, made a contribution, uh, the NGOCC hasn't made a contribution, will time not come, uh, Mr. Sata, when you say, well, because the Constitution will have been now passed, it will be. Won't you feel that these things will be imposed on you? No. Where you were given an opportunity Kenneth, to make an input Kenneth, and you did not make an input. Kenneth, you are not an under five. Kenneth, you are not an under five. And Kenneth, you are not illiterate. Kenneth, you are very lucky you did not die under five. You did not fail grade five. You did not fail grade seven. You did not fail university. You see, Anything which you impose on people, it doesn't, it's, not, it's unsustainable. The Federation, the British government was very powerful. The British government connived with the Rhodesian regime and South African regime. They imposed a federation of Rhodesian Yasland in 1953. Did it last? It did not last. They had the power, they had the education, they had the guns. It did not go anywhere. The one-party state, Kenneth Kaunda, was unchallengeable. He was unchallengeable. Kumululesa, Panch Keke, Keke Wamiyaya. Is he still Wamiyaya? The only thing which is Wamiyaya is his handkerchief. So you find that there is no way they can impose because at the moment, in 2005, PF went to that house, parliament with an amendment to the constitution to bring 50 plus 1 Venon Mwanga spoke against it before Levi Mwanawasa died he called a caucus at state house talking against 50 plus 1 now what are they and you see when you are dealing with a constitution they are using some Mr. Muchangwe what the, Mr. Muchangwe was producing something in the post advertising something in the post Constitution does not spell out subsidiary law for line ministries. <clears throat> they were talking of local government. The Constitution is how many pages? Is it going to be four trillion pages? Because if Constitution is going to spell out decentralization in local government, what will local government act be doing? What will be doing the, 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 the law on agriculture? The law on tourism, 
the law on health, the law on everything, because the Constitution provides safety guards to safeguard the interests of, in principle. But if you are going to, to, to simplify the Constitution, where you want to rewrite local government, how do you expect the Tamashimba to understand that? Because the Tamashimba is not capable of understanding the current local government act. How is he going to understand a more complicated constitution? Because, for example, I have seen this morning the Tamashimba has suspended Chinsari, Chinsari Council and he has appointed an administrator. Now, that shows how dull the man is. Chinsari is a rural council. That administrator has just gone there to plunder. In urban is something else. But in a rural area, in a rural council, just because the minister wants to show himself that he's powerful, you suspend a council, and at this, in this season, rain season, and they appoint a relative or friend to say he's the administrator. That's suicide. That's lack of understanding. That's When I was minister of local government, I had lots of challenge from various councils. I did not suspend a single council or a single councillor. <coughs> I traveled there to go and listen to what they are complaining. Nine times out of ten, they were right. Because you can sit in that church road house. That church road doesn't even belong to government. That's a building which belongs to Lusaka City Council. But unfortunately, this is the difficult. Power sometimes could be very dangerous. Power can be very corrupt. Power can be... And you know when you are in power... You have people coming to visit you. They have a gold-plated fake Rolex watch they give you. And they have a fake suit made in Hong Kong. They say it's made in Switzerland. You start smiling. That's power. So you find that what we are trying to say, be like the Americans. The Americans, when they find one article of the Constitution creates a nuisance, they deal with that particular one. And they number it. When another one creates a nuisance, they deal with that particular one. But uh, that uh, that thing, that assembly, Jamboree, at Murungush Conference Center, where their their tea time is a banquet, there is nothing which is coming there apart from plundering the money. And uh, me, I would like this one. I would like to make it very clear. I would like Parliament to extend the mandate for the task force. And I would like Parliament to legalize the task force within the uh, uh, Anti-Corruption Commission. The task force is going to be a very valuable instrument within the Anti-Corruption anti -corruption Commission. And also bring from Zambia police the fraud squad put in that task force. Because Max Nkola is doing a commendable job. He's doing a commendable job. But he, with this rampant corruption, corruption in buying fertilizer, corruption in buying maize, corruption in everything, getting a license, corruption, get what type of a country are we? Because this corruption will kill us. It's going to kill the poor people. Corruption will kill poor people. Because if you are a poor person, now we are, it's no longer what you know is whom you know. Only those who have some money are going to go to university. Only those who have some money are going to go to hospital. But these are things which we must. 
We fought for independence to rule ourselves. We fought for independence for equality. But there is, as I started in my preamble, if Europeans were as greedy and fraudulent, if in 1963 Dan Kalale was there, the Europeans would have still been here. If that money, IT money, Kalaso, whatever you call him at uh, Economic Electoral Commission of Zambia was there, the Europeans would have been here. If Dan Kalale was here in 1991, Kenneth Kaunda would have been here. But you remember Tobias Mbewe. You remember right. Tobias Mbewe. Tobias Mbewe, may he so rest in peace if he's dead. He's dead, yes, sir. If he's dead, may he so rest in peace. Here is a simple person who died a poor person but with integrity. 27 years, he even gave some votes to a frog when Kaunda was starting, we were standing with a frog. In 1991, Tobias Mbewe, if he wanted, he could have been intimidated by vigilantes. Kaunda would have still been here. But he wanted the, peop the voice of the people to speak. But this boy, Dan Kalale, has ruined the democracy, has ruined what we fought for, has ruined everything because we are going to continue with the corruption because the vote is not going to check the people. If people are scared of the vote, now Kenneth Maduma, I want you to be very frank with me and very honest with me. If Dan Kalale was running the elections in America, do you think Comrade Obama would have been elected? Do you think Comrade Obama, because the blacks in America are only 20%, <clears throat> The blacks in America are only 20%, and the others are 80%. If Dan Kalale was running the American elections, do you think the Americans were going to have a black president? Now, that's where you can see what the vote, the vote where the vote were not, the, the voters were not very happy with the Bush administration. They were not very happy with the Republican administration, and they expressed their protest, and their protest to the extreme to the extreme which he challenged the practically everybody because they knew to the extreme to share if you can't if the whites cannot rule us properly let us take let us try a black man today obama is there but he, but he's like god thank god because the dennis kalale is right there maybe uh, it's not dan kalale as such maybe it's the institution itself i mean uh, uh, dan is just uh, a small figure no. in the electoral commission no, of Zambia. No, 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 no. And uh, no, 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 the, no. there's no way Dan Kalare, no, our director uh, no, of, the, of the electoral commission no, of Kenneth. Yes. ECZ is Dan Kalare, and Dan Kalare is ECZ. The judges who have been going there, they are just the figureheads. The directors who are there, they are figureheads. Dan Kalare is the election. Dan Kalare is the commission. Dan Kalale calls the shots. And if you want, I will give you a letter which was written by UNDP in 2006 when they demanded for Dan Kalale and the IT man to be fired. I'll give it to you. They wanted him to be fired. That's UNDP who have been spending money because, and the, the way the people spoke openly against Dan Kalale. People working for ECZ. The boy is just is uh, not good for democracy and more especially for a fragile democracy. That's I don't blame 
the judge Mambirima. I don't blame Judge Florence because the man day to day, the man who deals with Deben is Danny Karari. The man who deals with the returning officers here is Dan Karari. The man who deals with the presiding officer is Dan Karari. The man who prepares the, all the regulations is Dan Karari. So, let's very, very quickly before we go for a break, uh, uh, Mr. President of the Patriotic Front, uh, Mr. Sata, talking about this uh, uh, current global financial crisis uh, that is uh, affecting all of us, Definitely, it will call for tightening of belts in view of the, this uh, global uh, uh, financial crisis. As uh, the opposition, I mean, the government has extended uh, a hand of invitation uh, from various sectors, including the patriotic front, uh, that at least uh, let's bring the views together and see how we can grapple with this uh, economic problem. As we go to the new year, uh, Mr. Sata, what would you say are some of the remedies as a country that we can put in place so that at least uh, the man in the street, there's some kind of cushion for him so that it's not as devastating as it is going to be? Mr. Kenneth Maduma, every time I come here, you have written a questionnaire from where you read you don't speak from the blue. What you speak from the blue are uh, the provisors or subsidiary questions. Now, we have had slogans from Rupia Banda, slogans from George Kunda, slogans from Shkapwasha, including George Mpombo is a very sincere person. But uh, you may be very sincere, but when you are in a very awkward, uh, entangled, in a cobweb, it becomes very difficult for you to discharge your sincerity. And you have people like Comrade Tetamashimba. They are a government. It is their responsibility to pull us out of this mess. We don't need to help them. Because if they declare them winner in, the, in these disputed elections, that's their all their responsibility, just the same way they can take five airplanes to go to Fue for holiday. Five airplanes. How to, what's the cost? Because those five airplanes, the soldiers who are flying those airplanes, the people attending to those airplanes, the fuel which is going in those airplanes, nobody's going to find. The food which they are feeding the people there who are visiting the president and all the other people. Now here, in short... I have challenged this government. I challenged the government of Levi Manawasa right. And you remember when I put Levi Manawasa under pressure, he called the Indaba. Nothing came out of the Indaba because he wasn't ready. He just wanted to hoodwink the people. Nothing came out of the Indaba, but at least he tried. Now this government, what do they want us to talk about? Because you as the media, you are the first person who are supposed to receive this document to say this is what they would like to talk about. Because once, and as we are here, we should have been talking about their proposals. But when we say the price of milk is too high, they insult us. We are stupid. When we say the price of fuel is too high, we are stupid. When we say you have too many ministries, we are stupid. 
they are not going to implement. Now, how are we let them write what do they want us? Once they write what they want us to do, then we can go admit. But without writing, and might at the moment, comrade, comrade Kenneth, PF is the only opposition party in Zambia, and we are proud to be so. Because 2008 separated boys and girls. All other opposition, Nasharaneka parties like BY Mwila, Nasharaneka party, Nevers Mumba, FDD, ULOP, Ngondo party, all of them they went with RB. So indirectly they became MMD. Indirectly they became MMD. You go to church and your grandfather was a churchman when in the Bible they said, Be careful, the people were wearing the sheep skin when inside they are leopards. That's what your grandfather was teaching at Rusangu Mission. So these people, they come with sheep, they say they are opposition. They can't speak now. That's why this has only remained to us to speak. Because they compromised themselves. They were job seekers. But, but all of them, we don't know whether we wanted to be vice president, whether we never wanted vice president, whether we were wanted to be vice president, Babuariangandu vice president, Bastanle Chiti vice president, B.Y. Mwila vice president, Sakwiva Sikota vice president. So it's only you we didn't see. Probably we're going to have vice president Kenneth Maduma. So you find that uh, we have to be sincere in politics. If you want to be opposition, be opposition. That's why I didn't want to go and stand as MP. My brother Ngondo tried in Kanyama to stand as MP and President of All People's Congress. We knocked him out. Comrade Nashara Nekapate BY went to stand in Inchereng and Comrade ULOP stood in Livingston. You see, you can't have it both ways. If you want to learn, be like you, Kenneth Maduma. You go in the minibus, you suffer with the people, and you see the difficulties which people are going through. And because you see the difficulties which people are going through, you can talk about them properly. So in short, let our brothers and sisters give us a proposal. And once they give us a proposal, because as Shikapuasa rightly said, they will not implement. Shikapuasa rightly says they will not implement. If they give us a proposal, then we meet and agree. And we agree what are they going to implement and what are they not going to implement. So we don't want to waste our time. How about if we put it this way, uh, Mr. Sata, you give them a proposal. What, first of all... They look at your proposal. No, we don't Not to wait for them to give... No, a, we don't... Listen. Because uh, you are the complainant, isn't it? No. It looks like you are more on the complaining side. So how about giving government a proposal to say, but us uh, as opposition, this is how we would like things to run. Okay. Then let uh, the government right, look at right. that. Let me put this way. Mm. Me have been complaining. Mm. Why have you cancelled the All-Africa Games? And you have been listening. I've been complaining. Why are you reducing jobs on the mines? Why are you closing Luansha mine? Why have you closed the Buanamkubwa mine? I've been complaining. I won't even want to go and demonstrate. The bag of Mirumiru is too expensive. I've been complaining. The floods are all over the place. You saw the other day Mr. Guy Scott complaining on my behalf at Wuseko. No matter how many more complaints do you want me to say? Conneth Maduma. Huh? I've been complaining here 
I don't want any restriction for these community radios. Let them be like BBC, like, like CNN. Why should CNN have the freedom of going to Shangombo and Radio Phoenix cannot go to Shangombo? They have been complaining. So all those things which I've been complaining about, I've been complaining the way miserable police are dressed, the way the police have not transport, the way Mr. Muni is interfering with the power which he hasn't got. So me, I've been complaining. And they have Mr. Manuel Nyirenda to be recording for them. Emmanuel Nyirenda is a reporter. He can be recording all my complaints. So me, I've been complaining. And if they have not been, it is because I've been complaining, that's why they said it's such dialogue. Mm. If I would have not been complaining, there would have not been cause for dialogue. I've been complaining, close NCC, bring the 350 billion, let's put it to Africa Games. I've been complaining a number of things, we can bring that bag of mil mil to 22,000. We can easily bring the bag of mil mil to 22,000 kwacha. What we have to do is when you are talking of the miller, don't talk about the reducing 10,000 floor price to the miller. The miller to grind one mil mil, one kg mil mil, he needs how many kilowatts of electricity? Have we looked at how much he's paying for that electricity? Have we looked at how much is he paying for the water? Have we looked at how much is he paying for, for transport? Because in this country, production costs are too high. The production cost is too high. Even when you are talking of transport, you, Mr. Kenneth Madum. Because that Mubika, 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 if I gave him a minibus, he can't even run it. Because him, he has free VGRZ, VX, free petrol. He doesn't even know where they buy petrol. He has free corrupt Mirumiru from Karibu Mulenga Superior Meeting. He has free meat from Zambif. He doesn't feel the impact of what you, Kenneth Matuba, and myself are feeling. He doesn't even know. He has never been in a, in a shop to see what's going on. I've been complaining. Shop writers caused all the tombs to close in townships. So, me, I've put enough. If they can't write, that's their problem. They have got a man with Nyirenda can write. George Kunda can write his lawyer. And even Mwansambula Kurima can write. Even Bradford Machira is a lawyer can write. And now, my friend, if you look at my two friends, Teta Mashimba and uh, my friend uh, Sylvia Chav, Sylvia Masebu. Sylvia was only arrogant. But she was a better minister than Teta Mashimba. Teta Mashimba is dull, ignorant of local government. Sylvia, Sylvia was rough. She was rough, arrogant, and very cruel to the people. But uh, she's seeing it now that she's no longer in that Kamalito office. Let's look at uh, 2009. Do you see more interaction between government and the opposition in view of the global problem financial well, first problem first of all let's remove the global problem okay but do we see now more? let's first of all let's let's move global problem yeah. we as zambians mm. we must believe for example comrade kenneth maduma you have mr felix mutati he has put on lots of weight you have mr kalibum lenga managing director of superior meeting these two boys come from Mporokoso. 
44 years of independence Mprokosa has never seen any tar road 44 years of independence Mprokosa has never seen any feeding station 44 years of independence Mprokosa has no bank and when Mr. Mtati is talking of investor he doesn't know what Mprokosa has done to him because without Mprokosa district Felix Mtati would have not been here it's I believe in what Pilato said it's not what you are going to get out of Zambia. What are you going to give to Zambia? Mr. Mr. Karibu Mleng, Superior Meeting, Old Mumba Road. Even a chair which moves as he is coming, it starts moving itself, rotating to, to position itself for the MD to come and sit down. But does he look behind him, Polokoso, where he comes from? To those people in Polokoso think they, are, they, have got, they have seen independence in Zambia. Comrade Felix Mutati, what Tirum is in Impolokoso? He is a very powerful minister of commerce. Very, very powerful. Instead of going to Impolokoso for a holiday, he goes to Dubai. Now, those are the things. Me, I left you. Kenneth, you remember you are my vote. I left Kabwata, I left you. I went to Mpika. Don't you remember when I left you as MP for Kabwata? And I went to Mpika. And I left the tar road in the old village in my constituency. I left there is water there. So now Mr. Felix is very happy because uh, and Mr. Felix was in Lunte with Mr. Chiruba campaigning against Michael Sat. And this time I increased my votes in Lunte. Congratulations, Mr. Felix and Mr. 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 Chiruba and Mr. Machungu. This is Let the People Talk. Our guest on the program is the president of the Patriotic Front, Mr. Michael Sutter. We are looking at tightening belts in view of the current global financial crisis. We are now going for a break, and uh, after the break, we will be inviting uh, our listeners, those who have been uh, following our discussion with the PF uh, president, to make their observations, their comments, or ask questions, and I'm sure the president of the Patriotic Front will be able to respond. Right now, we go for a commercial break. To decongest the switchboard and give everyone a chance to participate, listeners are encouraged to forward their contributions by SMS. Type talk, leave a space, and type the message and send to 4895 for inclusion in today's program of Let the People Talk. For those who like to make uh, their contributions on today's uh, Let the People Talk, we are on 226841 or 2262924 for your contributions. We are featuring the president of the Patriotic Front, Mr. Michael Sutt. Now, first of all, you were always talking about tightening our belts. Yes. Now, tightening our belts is something which reminds me of Simon Kapwepwe when he was finance minister. But that's the time when the government of UNIP was introducing more taxes if they are to attend to a number of social services. Because UNIP introduced taxes to provide social services, not say salaries. People in UNIP were the most poorly paid workers. Because me, I was a governor in UNIP. I was getting 400 kwacha a month. <laughs> now, the point here, Zambia does not need to tighten its belt. If we would have worked as we have been complaining, for example, if we would have wiped foot and mouth disease, 
if we would have wiped out food and mouth disease in southern province, western province, eastern province, and swine disease in eastern province, we were going to be missing dollars in this country. There's no need of tightening these belts. If all the copper money came back to Zambia, Zambia would have had its own reserves, of which we could help those who are ailing. But Zambia at the moment, where are we going to borrow money? From finance bank. Is that where we need to tighten our belt? From finance bank. Because the food we eat, we don't import. We are not in the Middle East. But what we need is prudent management, prudent political understanding. And let us not hide in global, like Kaunda used to hide in Welenske. This we didn't do because Welenske left it this way. This we didn't do because Welenske left it this way. We can manage ourselves. For example, Mr. Maduma, if you go to Malawi and somebody gives you 1,000 Malawi kwacha, that's lots of money. If you work in a shop, there is also shop right in Malawi. If you work in Malawi shop, Malawi shop right, with 1,000 Malawi kwacha, I want to buy bread. They will think either you are taking to a little shop or you have a wedding or you have a funeral. Even 1,000 Tanzania shilling, 1,000 Uganda shilling, 1,000 Kenya shilling, even 1,000 Mozambique money, 1,000 1, Botswana money, 1,000 Angola money cannot be compared to Zambia money. And another thing which you have to look at, the dollar today is the weakest currency under the sun, but it's the strongest currency in Zambia. What we are, what the, the crisis we have in Zambia is not global, <coughs> it's leadership crisis. It's not global, leadership crisis. And this leadership crisis, that's how Dan Pole wants it to be. Let's go to our callers on either 226841 or 226292 for your contributions. Hello, Hello good morning, sir. Good morning, Mr. Maduma. Merry Christmas. Thanks. Same to you, Mr. Konoso. This is the Very good. Uh, yes, um, I'm always happy, Mr. Maduma, when you bring very important people like that. The other day you brought HH, and now Thank you, Mr. Sata. We're very, very happy because these are our only hope. These two, Mr. Sata and Mr. HH. They are only saviors that we have. The other time we brought uh, the Honorable Minister of Information uh, and Broadcasting Services, uh, oh. Mr. Ronish Kapwasha. Ah, he's a joker. He just came to crack jokes there. <laughs> the things he was talking about, uh, they really do not, uh, they didn't make sense to me, to be quite honestly. I like serious people. Like uh, I said, Mr. Fatabe and uh, HH. Because they talk about real issues, things that make sense. You know what I mean? What is your real issue this morning, Mr. Conoso? Our real issue is these two, right? I wouldn't uh, mind any of them taking over the government uh, like yesterday or today, mm. right? Because it, I'll give an example. Friday, HS was talking about fuel. The other time, he talked about in Botswana, it's 3,200, right? Per mm. liter. Now, these people cheat us on it is silly reduction, right? Like Mr. Carter rightly put it, it's gone down by almost two-thirds the price of fuel. But in Zambia, it's only gone down by 25%. So there is some kind of stealing going on to the, to, to the people of Zambia, right? There's no way Botswana's fuel. If it's five pula, five pula is 
Thank you so much, uh, Mr. Konoso, for your contribution. Now, before you, you mind, maybe we see another one. Call. Now, let me put it this way. Okay, yes. America and uh, America, Britain, and Europe are very powerful. They are very powerful because of the total sum of individual development. Now, let me put it this way. Earlier on, I talked about foot and mouth in Eastern, Western, Coverbelt. During the campaign, I was in Western province. Since Gordon Mandand died, the link between Mongu and Kalabo is dead, died with him. He is supposed to have a road from Limulunga, where the Litunga is, through Libonda into Kalabo, and a road from Mongu direct into Kalabo. Now, if you can't link Mongu and Kalabo, if you can't link Kalabo, Kalongola, Nangweshi Road. And it was a shame. It was a shame, Kenneth. I went to Shangombo. Some contractor has been given money. He has, he has stolen this money, plundered this money. And there is a structure of a hospital standing in Shangombo. That hospital was supposed to be in Nangweshi. That's where I left the plan. But they went to put it in Shangombo. And somebody got the money. And that's why I want this task force to be extended to cover the 17 years of MMD, not only restricted to 10, 10 years of Frederick Chilva. Because I want to know who stole the money for Shangombo Hospital. I want to know who stole the money for Mungu Kalabo Road. I want to know who stole the money for Kalabo Kalongora Road. We want to sort them out and deal with them. Because this country, unless you remove criminals, you are in trouble. Me, Mwanawasa threw me in prison several times. But when he was throwing me in prison, there wasn't a single day he threw me in prison for theft. He threw me in prison for political differences. Let's move on to our next caller on uh, today's uh, Let the People Talk. We are featuring the president of the Patriotic Front, Mr. Michael Sutter. Good morning, sir. Uh, good morning. You are welcome to the program. This is Imbua. You are welcome, Mr. Imbua. Good morning, Mr. President. Imbua. Wish you seasonal greetings. Thank you very much. I always miss you. I always miss your voice. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I want to first of all agree with whatever you have said. You've really put uh, everything. Uh, you, you are very elaborate and uh, I, I think I have no... Uh, I can't argue. 
But what I want to tell is in Kenneth, Kenneth should be aware that uh, even the reconciliation, even the dialogue uh, this government is asking about, they are not sincere. First and foremost, we need serious people who are sincere, honest, then we are going to do something. Now, when you are going to call for dialogue, and already you say we are not going to uh, ag agree on everything, when you are the person who is in trouble, you say you don't know how to handle the job situation, the job losses in copper bills, then again you start saying I will only get it. Then I find, you know, problems. But let me tell the people of this country, here in Zambia, we have wasted so much money on our constitution. Kenya, you know, has changed certain things, uh, certain parts in their constitution in three days. In three days. Hmm? And people should come and argue with me here if they are saying I'm saying I'm not saying the truth. But it is taking us 17 years. It is taking us 40 years. Why, Zambia? Why do we have honest people? <laughs> I tell you, that is where the problem is coming from. Tanzania has managed to change certain parts of their constitution in one month. Zambia wants to do it for five years. The NCC, they are looking for extension. What dialogue do you want with the people? These three mother uh, church bodies say this that we can write our constitution using less money, using less people. These, these people were prepared. What sort of dialogue do you want other than what these three mother bodies presented? Other than what all of us told Manawasa that this constitution must be driven by the people themselves, by the Imbuas, by the Satas, by the, the Yichilemans, by, you know, other people. But you are going to have the same people uh, from that city you, you are involving them to write a constitution, uh, the same people you want to, them to be in touch with, you want, this is where we say, when you compromise people, some people you give them two main jobs, they are not going to do it because the same person is getting 18 million, like what Sata has paid. I bet to see how much is he earning from there. And we have <laughs> six million who can do that job huh? because Zambia has a lot of uh, land, people who understand. But today, you are telling us it's only. Uh, some people who can do this constitution, it is sad this country we don't want to do something serious for ourselves. South Africa has written a constitution under three years, less than one year. Come up with a constitution. How much dialogue do you want? Huh? How much time do you want to write a constitution? There are just few gray areas you want to just control. But we have Zunga, Chona, Mirimuomba, many, and you are going to pay people colossal sums, and they want to be there until 
this, uh, you know, MMG lane. That is not serious. We are not serious. Mr. Sata has put it there that fuel here is expensive. Why Zambia? Because that tells you certainly that the cost of doing business will be too high in Zambia if fuel is expensive. Our fuel should be under a dollar. Why Zambia? Why? I'm saying why. And Sata is correct by saying Danny Kalale has killed this country because Danny had told us that he's going to do to, uh, to run a very smooth election. But what we heard, everything pointed Kalabo, 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 and then you told people that, you know, you couldn't get to Kalabo for three days with the land cruisers. When other people were flying with the choppers, you have helicopters here. You can tell us that you couldn't really Kalabo. We needed to hear the results after three days. But you delayed when you had promised people. We are not saying we don't want you. But you see, when you have an election, that is the time you look at have these people managed. If they have not managed the voters themselves, vote them out. But how many times has MMD been voted out? MMD has been voted out so many times. The time of Mazoka, uh, Sata has been in court now twice. And this is not a joke. And, and the stories are there. And these are not allegations. But why are you still asking Mr. Sat to say that you should sit down with these people? These people say they will do it. Uh, here, I listened to the former finance minister who said the economic meltdown uh, in America, in Europe, will not affect Zambia. But here, minds are closed. What is the story now? <laughs> what are you going to tell us? People are out of employment. We are talking of 1,500 families out of employment. Eh? Those minds now, you know, you are going to have those towns again. And the president is saying, I don't know what to do with this question. Eh? Kenneth Matuma, you know, let's be serious. The MMD is not looking for dialogue. We are going to hide using anything. For me, where we differ with... Uh, uh, Michael Tata. Even the child task force, this time it mandates, because that institution was illegal. By now, task force we forget, because they are showing us funds, they are showing us shoes. But really, can we talk about shoes as a country? How much money was lost during that era? We have found that they cannot do this thing. So the best for me, let me tell you the solution. If this government was serious, if the late president was serious, the only thing they were going to do is cut all the, you know, the privileges of the president so that he eats on the money, on the stolen route, period. But anything else, anything else, Maduma, anything else, we are not going to do it because we have felt the Luba we are persecuting, you are still paying him. What are we doing? <laughs> what are you spending government money? How much money are you going to recover? He's still getting his entitlement. You are still building these houses. Maduma, this country, I think, this country, people are there, they want to help uh, the, the, the readers. But the readers have formed cartels, 
only the people who found themselves in power in 1991, those who are still there, they always want to dominate, they don't want to allow these people. And if we cannot have a serious institution like uh, on the elections, forget about the democracy, forget about developing our country, because, you know, I can go on and on. Mm. This country, we are losing so much money. Maduma, how many people have we had from the Auditor General's report who've been taken to task? But these guys are driving hammers. How is it possible, Maduma? I've been in business for years. It is difficult for me to, to build three houses in one day, in, uh, in one month. But these people have hammers, have big farms, have so many homes, have so many trucks. Are we serious? And these are controlling officers. This country, I don't think you have so many questions for Tata. Because Tata is telling you the truth. We are not serious. Because other countries, what we are complaining about, you go to Tanzania. When I used to go to Tanzania, Saviako was a bad, bad, bad was killed. But you go to Tanzania now, they have transformed that area. Meaning the people have the will to clean their country, to help their people, to do everything for their people. But here we have uh, a constitution which wants to feed only constitution of holders. It's sad for this country, I'll always cry. But as long as I live, I'll always try to contribute. But this country, Maduma, it's not about dialogue. Because if the MMD government has gone in power there, they must have the, the, the solution. The solutions they are looking from people, it must be supplemented, not everything. You can't tell the country that I don't know what to do with uh, this job losses. Who did you bring? Because in Europe, in America, the economic meltdown, yes, is there, but they are not closing this mind. But yes, they are already closed. What is happening? Are the people you brought serious? Who are these? How did you bring them? What conditions did you give them? How can they just pull out like that? These are serious questions. People want to eat. You know, they cannot continue eating roots. Those people of Calabo want roads. Thank you, Maduma. I don't want to waste your time. Thank you. Thank you very much, now, uh, Mr. Imboa. Now, Imboa. A very long contribution, no, no, but of a, course that's uh, a very short contribution. Lips. With uh, quite a number of points. No, that listen. He has the raised. point here, for example, forty-four years. In 1965. In 1964, we got our independence. In 1965, Ian Smith also declared his own independence without the sanction of the British government. Uh, Ian Smith closed the border. And when Ian Smith closed the border, and he took a train load, 28 wagons of ammunitions and everything, Kenneth Kaunda went to kneel down to the Chinese. Kenneth Kaunda, for the first time, he went to kneel down to the Chinese. Please help, because the Western countries do not want to help. The Chinese came, they built Zambia-Tanzania railways. Kenneth Kaunda went to Italy, his, his Church of Scotland, or UCZ. He went to kneel to come out to ask the Italian government to bring him a pipeline. They said, okay, you are a church of Scotland, we'll give you a pipeline. They gave him a pipeline. 44 years of independence. When me, I was this, this MMD and Sagriva Scotta, 
they went to Western Province and Northwestern Province, and they were accusing to say Sata is going to send you to Angola. I told them, no, I want to work closely with President Santos. President Santos has got oil. If President Santos has got oil, Kenneth Kaunda, because he wanted oil, the, the hell run was becoming very expensive. The refinery which we built was something which was building, which was refining cop, uh, fuel, which has already been partially refined. But with Angola, if I finish Kalabo, if I finish Mongo Kalabo Road, I'll drive a road from Kalabo into Angola, and I want to go to see President Santos because we can drive a pipeline from Rwanda, Rwanda, Angola, into Mongo, and drive pipeline from Mongo to Livingstone, and pipeline to feed all these other because. And we can have a refinery in Western Province. By having a refinery of crude oil, not Livingstone, we'll be providing employment in Western Province. We'll be pro and we will be providing good neighborliness. Because I've always said I don't see why an African should be looking for a visa going to an African country. But here is Angola. And Angola has survived in Angola. They fought, they got independence through, through the bar of the gun. After that, they were, they, they are fighting with Savimbi, and there is no crisis in Angola. There is no starvation in Angola. And Zambia is very remote. We don't want, I don't see why we are not so close to Angola. I don't see why, because today, Zambias of today, we are not close to anybody. We are not close to Tanzania. We are not close to Malawi. We are not close to Congo. We are not. We liberated Congo from Mobutu, but we are not close to them. We can't assist them to govern. We are not close to Angola. And the Angola, if you take the whole northwestern province, the whole western province, we are on the border with Angola. We have people. We have tribes, which some tribes are in Angola, some are in Zambia. But what type of a government are we? We are not even close to Zimbabwe. We would rather be used. We would rather be used to, to, to humiliate Zimbabwe. Now what? We are not close to Mozambique. And Zambia assisted in liberating Mozambique. But what type of a government are we? What type of a country are we? What do we look for? What's our aim? What do we want? What, what are we in government for? That's my biggest problem. And Comrade Dimbua is very, very right because Zambia, before independence, we provided leadership. We provided employment to South Africans. We provided employment to Lesotho. We provided employment to Botswana, Swaziland, Malawi, Tanzania, and everybody. But today, our currency is the weakest. Our currency today is the weakest. In Zambia today, diesel, you are buying more than a dollar. Petro, more than a dollar and a half. And in Botswana, 35 cents. What type of a country are we? Is this what Dan Kalale? What has Dan Kalale, what have we done to Dan Kalale to, be, to give us this mess? Because as long as people, Kenneth Maduma, and you have, you were, the reason why you left ZNBC, because somebody was trampled, was trampling on your freedom. You say, the sorry, let me go and suffer. I don't want to be in the buana. As long as we have Dan Kalale conducting our elections, 
the voice of the people will not determine. And they are going to be hiding in apathy because people won't see the papers. Why should they be voting? Because the vote must decide. Why do you write an examination? Because you want to get the results of an examination. But unless if the country is not strong enough, because in that letter, which was written by UDN, UNDP, Dan Kalari was supposed to be fired in 2006. He could have not been fired in 2006 because Rupia Banda was appointed vice president. And when he was appointed vice president, Electoral Commission of Zambia falls under vice president. Now, how do you fire somebody who helped your government be in existence? How do you fire somebody who makes you to be vice president and later president? Those are the difficulties we have. This is uh, Let the People Talk. <coughs> we are still with you on uh, 226841 or 226292. Hello, good morning, sir. Good morning. Welcome to the program. Thank you. And who is uh, on the line? My name is Kenneth Jumbo. Kennedy? Yes. Iwe Where are you calling from, uh, Mr. Jumbo? Within Lusaka. Within Lusaka. Are you related to the, to the, to the Quantes Avea? No, no, no. Iwe no. Una. J A M B O, not Z G U. Oh, not Jambo, but Jambo. He's Jambo. Uh, Abari. Ah. Yes, Mwana. You see, what is happening? We are having these problems in Zambia because of defective constitutions. Yes. These constitutions we've been making in the past, they tended to be leaning towards the government. So what we need in Zambia is a constitution like the Italian constitution by where even the political government collapsed today, certain institutions still serve to carry on the country, carry the country forward. Even in Israel it's happening. So I'm view that you know if the National Constitution Conference works hard and produce a constitution that will stand the test of time. Mr. Sata, you were part of the Chiruba government which came up with this constitution which is making you pay the price now and at that time we supported it. It's a constitution that placed the electoral commission under the government instead of making an autonomous institution which will even tell the president, Mr. President, you are disqualifying you because you are flouting this and this uh, rule where elections are concerned. You politicians will be around. You seem to be keeping constitutions that will Whatever you want, you are in power. We don't want that. One day it will lead us into problems. And problems, we, you know, we are surrounded by rivers and we can't run to Congo, Diara, there's a problem. Zimbabwe, there are people are serving. Where are we going to run to? Please, we want a constitution that will make certain institutions, the judiciary, very independent. Not the chief justice will be dancing to the tune of the president. In fact, it's the president who should fear the, the chief justice. Um, you've been around for some time. I don't know what was your contribution to this constitution, which has created problems of which you yourself have been a victim. They have created a Dan Karali, which oh, you cannot surmount, surmount because of the defect of constitution. So if we say that the NCC is not good enough, let's take money somewhere else. We are still going to suffer the same problem. That's my contribution. Right. Now, thank, thank you so much, you. Mr. Mr. Jambo. Mr. Jambo, yes. I'm very grateful to Mr. Jambo's contribution. I'm very, very grateful because if you take monk nuts or ground nuts, you put in the mouth, and there is one which is rotten, 
you have to take everything out. I totally agree with everything he's saying. Now, the point is, the British government left us a constitution, which constitution was amended to bring the one-party state. In one-party state, we had a person, as I said earlier, under one-party state, you cannot compare the one-party state regime to the current regime. The one-party state, you remember, you and I served under the one-party state. But you had a man of integrity, Tobias Mbewe. Tobias Mbewe, that's what Mr. Jambo is saying. Tobias Mbewe did not obey man, he obeyed the law. And this is what I told Tete Mashimba, and that's what I told all the councils when Tete Mashimba was saying he's postponing the elections because he wanted to award the people who campaigned for Pia Banda Warebo councillors. I told the councillors all over the country where PF controls, don't obey Tete Mashimba, obey the law. Tobias Mbewe obeyed the law, he did not obey Kenneth Kaunda. Tobias Mbewe was not even under Grey Zuru, he was under Kenneth Kaunda himself, under office of the president. But he obeyed. He was a man of integrity. But when you have this done clearly, there are so many things which you do. Don't even talk about uh, his honor, the Chief Justice. His honor, the Chief Justice, you call him a returning officer. But he is not the one. He just a returning officer. He accepts, my, he accepts the nomination paper. And that's all. He continues with the job. And at the end of the day, the elections office, when they have finished the results, they call him as a returning officer to come and announce who has won the election. So don't bring him in. You might, the chief justice does not fear the president, he respects him. But there are a number of other things which we can deal with. For example, it is wrong to have 43 senior officers, 43 senior officers, including the army commander, to be on contract. When you have people on contract, they are a danger to the system and they are a danger to themselves. Because they are a danger <coughs> in the sense, I, in, in 1964, I would accept for us to have as many contract officers as such because they were Europeans. We did not have our own manpower. But today we have our own manpower. Are you telling me that this country is unable to produce from our officers, we can produce an army commander and for the two others. And then you find that the danger, like Comrade Jamba said, it's not the constitution, it's greediness. For example, Kenneth Kaunda created the post of deputy minister in the province. But the post of deputy minister, it was a person who understands that province and the problem of that province. Comrade Rupia Banda feels that's nonsense. He exports his shower to Kasama. He exports Kawimbe to Rwapula. What the hell does Kawimbe know about Rwapula? What the hell does Shawa know about Northern Province? Akim Banda is something else because he's MP for Serenje Central. So even if he's, even if he's Deputy Minister for Central Province, it doesn't matter. But the whole point is, if you take Kawimbe, he might speak the same language like people in Rwapula. But does he know Rwapula very well? Does he know the problems of Rwapula? When you take the MP for Luangwa and the former headmaster or principal of Luangwa Secondary School, Mr. Shawa Tukasam, first of all, he has to learn Bemba and learn it well. 
then he has to understand the whole northern province before he can be effective. Now, these are all wrong things. That's what Comrade Jumbo is saying. So it is not the Constitution, it's the individuals. It is not the Constitution, it is individual. I was in the UNIP government. I served under the multi party, oh no, under the one party state, which the people of Zambia changed. If Kenneth Kaunda, Kenneth Kaunda called for the elections, Tobias Mbewe accepted, he did not interfere with the will of the people. The will of people removed Kenneth Kaunda. And when, when Chirua brought this fraud, because I remember him one day saying, MMD is going to rule for 25 years. Little did I know what he meant. I remember him saying that in the NEC, that MMD is going to rule for 25 years. Little did I know what he meant. Now I have realized. And you know, some of these things, fraud, in Bemba they say, Fia kuliobushiku, fiturikira kumalushi. And in Bemba they say, kutangira kufika. You might cheat today. Comrade Jamba, Comrade Mbua said, Malawi has the most beautiful constitution. It was done in three days. And the current constitution, we can cure the nuisance wherever it is, but not with 600 people. Not with 600 people. We can pick an item which is a nuisance. Take it, take it for public debate. If you remember, you might have been very young, in 1965, when Kenneth Kaunda introduced the NRC, he, he, he subjected through ZNBC, because that was the only media, Times and Northern, uh, Northern News and the African Mail, to sensitize the people to understand the purpose of having an NRC, because people objected having an NRC. They thought it was going to be like Chitupa, which they rejected, or the pass, which was in South Africa. But we managed to get through, and now it has become part of us. We don't complain about it. But when you find that if we are going to use people like Dan Kalale to perpetuate, we are only, we are only, and the people don't play with people. The people of Zambia, when it was Northern Rhodesia, they went with bare hand to deal with the Northern Rhodesia government, and the Northern Rhodesia government gave in. The people of Zambia, with bare hand, they approached Kaunda. Kaunda was powerful, was ruthless, was cruel with his mobile unit. You remember what they did with him, with the, the mill mill routes, which Francis Kabonde reminded me of. So please, let us look at the people, let us spend money, let us spend money. And me, I'm very grateful because I was a party in a fraudulent Chiruba's government and I'm glad I'm paying for it. Um, this is second time, this third time I'm paying for it because Chilua's fraudulent law of trying what I, of where I asked Machungwa to bring in no bail for people for theft of motor vehicle through me in Kamwara remand prison for 25 days. Little did I know what Chilua was fighting for. It's not the law he wanted. He just wanted to punish his rival. Now, this is, I'm very glad, Mr. Jumbo, I was in this government. And because I was in this government, that's why I don't relent. That's why I speak without fear or favor. And I wouldn't like somebody else to come and be a victim of a vicious circle and a fraudulent circle like the one I was involved in.
This is uh, Let the People Talk. We are still with you <coughs> on uh, 226841 or 226292 featuring the president of the Patriotic Front, Mr. Michael Sutter. And Mr. Kenneth Maduma. Yes, as the, president the host. Of, president of Phoenix. Good morning, sir. <laughs> Good morning, sir. <laughs> Welcome to the program. Thank you very much. My name is Cornelius Chanda. Mr. Cornelius Chanda. Chanda. Where are you calling from, Mr. Chanda? I'm calling from uh, Lusaka Showgrounds. From the Showgrounds in Lusaka. Cornelius. Welcome to the program, Mr. Chanda. Epo waba iwe Chanda. Epo na wapkwai. Ah, na tumwe vio refwai. Epkwai. Ah, sir, I just want to ask uh, what has happened with the Auditor's General Report. During uh, Manawasa time, we had that report and uh, there was misuse of funds and nothing happened. And this time there was an uh, Auditor's Report, nothing has happened. And uh, we don't know what is happening and uh, what the government is doing. Are they investigating these people misusing uh, public funds? The other uh, question I have is uh, maybe for your member of parliament, Kabwata, we have really problem in Kamwala South. We have uh, a lot of water and the roads are bad. I'll send him. That one is simple. I'll send the given as soon as I leave from here. Thank you very much. Well, that's the main question that I want to answer. Now, Chan, Mr. Chanda, Mr. Kenneth Maduma. Yeah. Are you through, Mr. Chanda? I'm through, sir. Okay. Now, right. Mr. Yes, Kenneth Mr. Maduma, when you, you listen to Mr. Konoso, Mr. Mbua, Mr. Jambo, and Mr. Chanda, there are so many things which we haven't done. Everything is our business but our own business. When I was talking about the task force, people, some people are not satisfied at the speed the task force is going. And I would do, we still, I remember it's me who complained that the task force was not legitimized. But what I'm trying to say is, there is, it is not too late for us to go to parliament, legitimize the task force, give them specific functions under the anti-corruption commission, take away from Zambia police the fraud, fraud division, because there is a fraud department in the police. Now, when Mr. Chanda is talking about this fraud, corruption, theft, pure theft in our missions. For example, Comrade Kenneth Maduma, our former Minister of Information, Michael Mlongoti, here on Radio Phoenix, he told us we are going to account for two and a half million dollars, which was sent to Paris when the President was sick. Have they accounted for it? Here on Radio Phoenix, I queried, how much money did they collect in the name of the death of Levi Mwanawasa because all the caliber uh, fundang asked the banks to donate money. How much money did they collect and where is this money? And nobody has ever told us how much money did the government spend on the funeral taking Mwanawasa around the country and the all funeral. Now these are the things. That's why we find that the anti-corruption, the law at the moment at anti-corruption has not been revised. The police have no logistics. And therefore, this the task force, if we go to parliament and legislate it and give extend the terms of reference, we can clear these thieves from embassies. Because surprising in this country, during the, two, the, the presidential elections, people who were fired for stealing from missions, they went to join the bandwagon of Mr. Rupia Band. For example, two boys were buying the voters' cards in Northern Province. Venon Mwanga today is minister of minister of whip. Levi Mwanawasas appointed a minister who is running a minister to be whip. 
and it's true because the Manamamba was uh, Honorable Manamamba was chief whip, but he was Minister of Information. But here to compensate Chief Riga, you make him Minister of who? Parliamentary whip. Now there is no Parliament. Whom is he whipping? There is no Parliament now. Whom is he whipping? Is he only going to be working three months, three months a year, and we pay him for twelve months? Give him government vehicle. Give him government house. These are some of the things which we have to be serious about. We have to be very, very serious about. Because when these people, we told them, sorry, you can't do this. It is the same government which was encouraging them. It is the same government which came, gave them attorney general to come to court when they took us to court not to expel them. I'm glad our lawyers under the chairmanship of uh, Bonaventure State Council Bonaventure Mutare, Robert Smeza, Winter Kavimba, Mumba Kapumpa, eh, Ituna Chambers, John Muluila, Eddie Kalungu. They knocked out even the Attorney General. He might have won in London, London judgment, but here we knocked him out at our own high court here. And now they are employing Mr. Shikapwash. Mr. Shikapwash, don't expel them. Sorry, Mr. Shikapwash. I, I, like, I like this boy, Mulongoti. I like Mlongoti who says they can go and join MMD. But how are they going to join MMD? Because Mwanawasa said resign from PF if you want to come to MMD. Now Mlongoti is contradicting. And Mlongoti, don't cancel all African games. Start working on the independent stadium. Start, where is, uh, where is uh, our, this, uh, this, uh, who is this man who died in Indol? That stadium in Indol. The one the which Hammershot Stadium. Yes, the one which Apunda pulled down. Mm. Where is it? You have you have got money from China to build that stadium. Where is it, you Mlongoti? Stop saying that Michael Sat and me have killed Mwanawasa because they are criticizing. I don't want to kill you, but I'll continue criticizing you. I don't want to kill anybody criticizing, I'll criticize you. And you should know that me and Michael Arcangelo, Michael Arcangelo, God used him in heaven to put the devil in hell for good. This is a let the people talk. We will take a few more callers before we wind up our show this morning with the president of the Patriotic Front, Mr. Michael Sutter. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Welcome to the program. Thank you very much. My name is Andrew Halubovia. Mr. Andrew. Hello. You, you said your surname again? Halubovia. Halubovia. Welcome. Halubovia. Kawamba Musangwa Halubovia. Kawamba Musangwa Halubovia. Very good. Yeah, I just wanted to make a contribution. And yes, go ahead, Mr. Halubovia. Thank you. Uh, I understand that, uh, Mr. Sata, you are in the right and your cause is very genuine. Uh, but uh, what I've been trying to say is that we must understand the time. Uh, uh, I've written something down so that I don't mix myself up. The major thing we have had is that uh, there is a call for everybody has to go back and be indigenous. So we have to look at this, is what is it that is indigenous to us as a people? And you'll find that it is agriculture. So if you prioritize in such a way as you give agriculture a priority, you put agriculture first and mining second, then over time you'll see that we will be able to control the mining sector. Because right now, if we focus on the mining sector, we are limiting ourselves to a dollar-driven economy. Because those people buying there will still have the authority over the price of property. So if we can make it in such a way that we broaden our agriculture base, have enough food, 
and be able to have a bit of strength to say we can withhold copper, we can withhold, we can bargain for the prices of copper in times when uh, the price is low, we can withdraw and not let the people suffer because most African governments have lost out because whenever they want to take position, they want, they want to stand their position, anger creeps into the people and the people rebel against a, a government that usually has good intentions for the people. But we must realize that society has changed and the world in general has changed. Uh, I will not want to prophesy, I will not want to say anything, but the wind of change that has come trickles down each time, right up to the third world country. There's that thing that they say when America sneezes, the whole world catches the flu. It is true, because America has been the forerunner. Don't forget our societies are not born with this uh, infrastructure, the modern things we are fighting. Even the minerals are foreign to us. We used to sit and we didn't know what they were. But these people who have come, they are the ones who know the minerals. They have the authority over them. So what do we have? What have we been doing? What is our strength? It's food. So let's strengthen our food basket. And then from there, we'll be able to fight for the, these secondary issues. Let mm -hmm. the people not stop. And let the people not be cheated of the truth. Thank you. Thank you so much, uh, Mr. Halubov. Now, yes, he says, uh, what the comrade, look, what Comrade Halubovia is saying, <coughs> I've been saying this, and Simon Kapupa said that. Simon Kapupa, I remember one time, he said that God put a term in front to remind people that they must eat all the time. That's what Simon Kapupa said in Kitu. And I've been saying, and the opening of this program, I said, 44 years we are unable to flush out foot and mouth disease can you imagine kenneth if we flushed out foot and mouth disease and our meat products our pork products our chicken products were exportable we would where do where why why should we need copper because the the pressures the the chicken the mpongo the beef the ship it will it will carry more it will have more price than a kilogram of copper because people will be eating every day people will eat more when there are functions but here we are we cannot get rid of food and mouth our roads infrastructure is in deplorable condition from here you can't get to chiawa from here, you have to go to Kafue to go to, to Chirundu. Even in rural areas where you are supposed to get food, you have somebody cheating people. Yes, now fertilizer is 50p. After the elections, sorry. I'm sorry, now fertilizer has gone back to 350p. A type of... Today, you have only two people are sure. They don't even need to fight. They don't need to go on strike. They are assured of money. Because every time Parliament gives itself money, Frederick Chiruwa and Kenneth Kaunda, their salary increments, their allowances have been increased. And they can go around and start insulting people. Now, the point is, everything is our business, but our own business. They used to be Midlands, the Green Belt. Midlands used to be called the Green Belt from Lusaka to Kabwe. Then you have the Maze Belt from Mazabuka up to Livingston or Pemba somewhere there. 
What has gone wrong? Why can't we revitalize that? Why can't we reactivate that? The problem is Zambian farmers, nobody wants to look at them. We have tried institutions, but corruption has killed them. But with a deliberate naked policy of a government, naked policy of a government, we can produce enough food for ourselves, which will make the cost of a bag of meal meal cheaper and export more. Today, we don't even need to go very far. The World Food Program would buy all the extra food we produce in this country. The World Food Program will bring the dollars. We are not going to be hunting for dollars. But the World Food Program will bring all the, the money we want here and buy all our food because the whole world is starving. But here we have land, few people, plenty of land, plenty of water. We don't even need fertilizer. We are only using fertilizer because some children, some big people's children would like to make money. They would like to be richer by the time their parents leave government. But let us be serious. And that's why I'm saying, why should we restrict the radius of Radio Phoenix? Because Radio Phoenix has, got, has carried out its function very well. Education, information, and entertainment. Now, if you remove the restriction that the people in Shangombo listen, they are going to create more employment because for them to reach Shangombo, they are going to look for somebody who speaks Lozi. If they have to go to Chama, they are going to look for somebody who speaks Nyanja. If they have to go to Chinsari, they will look for somebody who speaks Bemba. And the people will have a choice. They will not have a monopoly. They will not have a monopoly of only listening to ZNBC. And the if somebody cannot say it's not possible, Emmanuel Nyirenda cannot say it's not possible. Emmanuel Nyirenda was editor-in-chief of Daily Mail. There was editor-in-chief of Times of Zambia and many more other newspapers. Why does the same Emmanuel Nyirenda allow CNN? Why does the same Emmanuel Nyirenda allow Al Jazeera, BBC, Sky, China, Greek? You mean anything foreign is more superior to us in Zambia than, in, than, than our local things? But uh, I am very grateful to Comrade Konoso. I'm very grateful to Comrade Mbua, Comrade Jambo, Comrade Chanda, Comrade Alwobia. Because you see, it is not those uh, double ministers in the Ministry of Agriculture. Mr. Alwobia is not a minister, but he knows the problems which we have in this country. It's not a question of having Chituo and this boy from Mokafiwe. Uh, to say you are two ministers. But you have here Mr. Albobia. He has the answers. He has printed the answers. And given the opportunity and the audience, these things can be implemented. We know where the problem is. Botswana, foot and mouth came from Botswana. There is no foot and mouth in Botswana. Foot and mouth came from Botswana to come and attack Zambia. But because in Zambia, what we want is more VXs, more talk time, more suits. Like if you are going to wear a suit in bed when you are going to sleep. These are the problem which is killing us. We have lost leadership. We had leadership before independence. We have leadership which we used to liberate other African countries. We had leadership which drove us to independence, which made the Europeans agree with us. But that, that leadership has gone through corruption. 
that leadership has gone through the wind that leadership has gone through material gains how many ties am i going to have how many shirts how many pajamas how many shoes you have more shoes than a shop how can you have more shoes than a shop this is let the people talk we'll take uh, our last two callers on uh, the program this morning hello good morning sir uh, good morning Ramadan. yeah i'm quite just for just to an advice there are some very important like your question the answer is no. Why not? Sorry, I must have run out of time. Yes, I think he asked a pertinent question. If Mrs. Faustina Sinyangwe cooked a Chicken and chips invited you, invited Dan Kalale and the other person. He mentioned, I think, if mm. would you share that meal? No, but your answer is said no. Why corruption? It's corruption because Mrs. Nyangwe came to parliament in 2006 mm. as a member of parliament. She has never cooked any meal for me. Why now? Why now? And why bring Mr. Mulongoti and Mr. Danny Kalale? Because they worked together to campaign against me. So this young man, Mr. X, Mr. X Y Z, is very right. He knows why he's asking that, and he's just asking deliberately <laughs> to say, in short, if Faustina came to say, "I'm sorry," were you going to forgive her? That's what he meant. Mm. Mm-hmm. So you'd not. Uh but she had been given Give room for no, she has been forgiveness given, no, she and has for been reconciliation. Given, no, first of all, she has been given ample time. Mm. She took me to court for one year for no apparent reason because she was expelled by the party, not by Michael Sata. She has never appealed to the National Council. She has never appealed to the General Conference. She went to hide in people who have gone to court by, by false pretenses. And now we are taking that thing up and out of all the out of all the 18 Faustina Sinyangwe is expelled but she has been hiding with these other people these other people have only withdrawn their contribution to the party which we have termed as having resigned from the party all of them they have committed an offense of going to NCC Faustina Sinyangwe the offense it's not the offense of going to NCC it's the offense of insulting leadership and refusing to apologize. So for her to bring the chips and the chicken, she can take it to Mulongota and Shikapwash. I'm sure they will enjoy it. We'll take our last caller on the program this morning on 226841 or 226292. Good morning, sir. Morning, morning. How are you? I'm fine. How are you too? Fine. My name is Jeff. Jeff. Jeff Wicks. No, no, no. Jeff. Just Jeff. Where are you calling from, Jeff? Chisamba. From Chisamba. Yes. Right, uh, go straight into your contribution. How is Chisamba, by the way? 
Not samba's okay. It's only that we don't have fertilizer. You don't have fertilizer. The people who are in government like him would have destroyed everything. <laughs> Unfortunately. Ewe Jeff, alolanda tumbo finishere po kulanda. Mwalaba ngoshe mkotele lona misang. First, my contribution is about expelling of the member of parliament. But you think that you are even also including to the effect of the economy because we have been having a by-election, a presidential by-elections, which cost a lot of money. Why can't you just reconcile and take to account on that? Secondary, if you maybe read the post of yesterday where Pombo quoted you as a key player in Zambian politics and the economy, why can't you go also allow to go on board so that you can give your ideas? We've got only about two years to a general election. Don't you know that if you concentrate on much on attacking each other, there will be no development which is coming up. And if maybe century, if you recall back when you were in Kaunda's government, Kaunda said go back to the land. Don't you think that Zambia has got enough manpower to invest in agriculture if you put good policies instead of wasting resources? And this causing by elections and these other things whereby you have paid airtime there. It's much, much money which you have Maybe if you go to Mpika, you can even utilize that into the land so that these the young ones can be can have the access to the imports and start plowing and they can even add value to agriculture where the food of shortages we are having, we can't have it anymore. And if you look on the this we are having drainages and other things. There's the, the Zambia National Service. I remember very well when I was young, the Zambia National Services, they used to come in the villages, compounds, where evolve even the community. At the end of the day, you get a bell about and maybe five kwacha, you go and pay even for your school fees. Why can't you also those ideas? Because you are the key person who knows all those way very well, which you can also give to your colleague whom we work together as a, this, as a, as a governor who is now the president. Why can't you people swallow your proud your pride so that you work together? Then you give this country a good leadership which everyone can appreciate. Then nothing which tomorrow you hear. This What's the name of this man? Jeff. <laughs> yes. Jeff who? <laughs> I think he, he, he ends there. I think uh, it should be fine. Yes. yes yeah. You want Jeff? Okay. Yes. I, are you are you through, Jeff? Yes, yes, yes. Now, Mr. Oh, Jeff, Mr. Okay, Jeff. Okay, thank you so much for your contribution, Mr. Jeff. Mr. Jeff, stay there. First of all... I think he's listening. No, he, first of all, I want to ask my chairman of youth to tell us what happened uh, with the Poris. Is that one working? Uh, oh, oh. Who is this lady? This is uh, my chairman of youth, Honorable Mumbi Piri. Yes, yes. Okay. Uh, very, very briefly, because we want to respond. I think Jeff raised quite a number of points, uh, uh, which you should do respond. Very, uh, we, very briefly, We applied man. for, a, um, we wrote to the police to notify them that we are going to have a walk from the Lusaka Post Office up to the Vice President's uh, office to go and take a petition, because we are not happy that the All Africa Games have been cancelled. And being a chairperson for the youth under patriotic front in this country, we are not very pleased, but our request has since been rejected, and they said they have rejected due to security reasons. I can't see any insecurity in this country. And when we are in parliament, people tell us that people don't see tension. The tension is in the patriotic front's heads.
So now you start wondering, is this government serious? Now, Can you respond to Jeff's uh, contributions? Now, now first of all, uh, the by-elections. Maybe now, we start with the by-elections. Let me first put which this I, way. Let yes. me put this way. For those MPs. Now, this young, this young Jeff hmm. knows me very well. And I know him. I know him very well, and he knows me very well. There is no compromise on discipline. There is no compromise on discipline. Because when you are sick and the doctor has to operate on you, there will be blood lost. But the main purpose is to help you. They cut you. There is no blood. They give you water. Tomorrow you start walking. When this man is talking like Ronish Kapwasha, if he's a conduit of Ronish Kapwasha, does he realize that because of indiscipline, this country is losing lots of money? The money which we are going to spend on by-elections, it will not go in. It will not go in for Stina Sinyangwe's pocket alone. The returning officer will have something. The presiding officer will have something. The election agent will have something. The person who is sitting Chitumbua will have something. The taxi driver will have something. The minibus driver will have something. Radio Phoenix will have something as compared to the 18 million which only goes in Madam Sinyangwe's. But above all, above all, discipline. Discipline. If you go in the Bible, Jesus took a shambok and beat people who were indisciplined. Jesus took some mizimus and put in human beings who were indisciplined. So indiscipline, if you want to develop, cannot be tolerated. Because this, this woman, if he's talking, she, this Jeff is related to Faustina Sinyangu. He's a relative of Faustina Sinyangu. She has abandoned Matero. People are drinking mixed water with water which is coming from the toilet. And he wants me to forgive her. She has gone to that NCC instead of concentrating, jumping, suffering with the people of Matero. I'm afraid he can create a constituency for her. When you talk of agriculture, when we started this program, we were talking about agriculture. When we started this program, we are talking about somebody who promised fertilizer for 50 pin. And you remember I talked about facilities to the people. When he is talking about people go back to the land, that program failed because Deputy Kaunda wanted other people to go to the land, not the leaders to go to the land. And this man said I worked with him as a governor. He worked, he, he came, he worked under me. I was Minister of State when he was Governor Rupia Banda. So if he is looking for a job for Rupia Banda, he can go and get a job as a vigilante. And therefore, to say we go together, what job am I going to do in this government? If he hasn't given William Mwambe a job, he hasn't given B.Y. Mwile a job, he hasn't given Nawakwe a job, he hasn't given Sakwiba Sukota a job, he hasn't even given his own brother Ngondo Ngondo a job, and all those, all those people who teamed up, let's have principles in this country. Because everywhere where I've been, people saw what development I produced. And everybody should tell us individually, Rupia Banda was governor of Lusaka. What did he do? 
and Michael Sata was governor of Lusaka, what did he do? Lupia Banda was minister of foreign affairs. Michael Sata was a minister of state for decentralization. Compare our two jobs. Michael Sata was minister of local government. He was general manager of Nambod. Compare. You should compare our record. Our CVs are very, very clear. Our CVs are very, very clear. But uh, I'll continue criticizing him. And uh, thank you very much to Comrade Konoso. Thank you very much, Comrade Mboai. Mboa. Thank you very much, Comrade Jambo. Comrade Chanda. Comrade Arwovia. Comrade Jeff. And Comrade Jeff. Sir, Mr. X also. Mr. Oh, X, Mr. Yeah. X, but then Mr. Jeff, we want to make it very clear. We have not bought this time. We were invited. We were invited by Radio Phoenix. So, you are spreading false MMD slogans, slander, that Mr. Sata bought time. Comrade Jeff, Jeff Wamaboza. Comrade Jeff Wamaboza, Sungamaboza, go rupia bandaku yembegeza kumfue bai. I'd like to thank uh, my guest on the program uh, this morning, Mr. Michael Sata, the president of the Patriotic Front, for his contribution on uh, the program this morning. We look forward to a prosperous, more constructive, more interaction in the coming uh, new year, 2009. Mr. Sata, we are looking forward to inviting you in the new year when... Uh, We'll look at uh, what are going to be your programs, especially when it comes to the development of our country. Thank you so much for responding to our invitation. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. That's just about all we had for you on today's uh, Let the People Talk. Please join us again on Friday for another edition of the program. Thanks for listening to the entire program. I'm Kenneth Maduma in Lusaka. Bye for now. This has been Let the People Talk. Let the People Talk. Join us again every Tuesday and Fridays at 09 hours for another live intriguing discussion of various issues of national interest on Radio Phoenix, the station of the nation. The station of the nation. Today's best music. More, more of the artists you want to hear more often. Cheryl Crow. Do you have a problem that needs urgent financial attention, like paying for your rent, personal development, education or school fees, funeral or any other emergency? Then Israel Loans will bail you out of your financial burden.